Hey everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of Marketing After Hours. This is the podcast that helps companies like you stand out in an ever-changing market by providing you with proven tactics from industry experts that are working right now. This will help you grow your brand, generate leads, increase conversions, and build stronger, longer-lasting relationships with your audience. For those of you who don't know me, I'll be your host on Marketing After Hours. My name is Richie Burke. I am the founder of StoryMark Studios. And over the last decade plus, I've worked with companies ranging from startups and small businesses, mid-sized businesses, to some Fortune 500 companies and some of the largest brands in the world, mainly helping them grow through digital marketing, podcasting, campaigns, video. And we recently rebranded our company to StoryMark Studios and built a nice new content studio right here in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So if you are local and you need a place to record podcasts or videos, check us out. Um, One of the reasons for the rebrand and for this podcast is that a lot of companies create not very good content that doesn't inspire their audiences or move the needle for their business, whether it's videos, pitch decks, their website, or collateral. So we developed a storytelling framework that I'll be diving right into on this first episode that we work with companies to put them through this framework, which helps clarify their messaging, helps them create stories that actually engages their audience and inspires them to take action. And at StoryMark, we also help these companies bring stories to life through video, podcasting, web, and presentations, and then amplify those stories and distribute them through marketing programs to help grow their business. That's just a little bit about StoryMark Studios and myself. So why why am I choosing to start this podcast? Well, I'm starting this podcast because even though that there's a ton of marketing content out there, I feel like that a lot of the content out there is very surface level where it takes a really long time to to listen to or shift through to get those couple nuggets to walk away with. And I really want to create a show that pulls back the curtain. That's also easily digestible, easy to listen to, but a show that after you're done listening, you have real tactics to go back and implement and help grow your business that can make a, a large impact. And Just a quick shameless plug, if you do want to do me a favor, subscribe wherever you're listening. That would mean a lot as we get this podcast off the ground um, to help get more ears on this show. Okay, so on today's episode, I'm going to lead you through our StoryMark framework, and I'm going to teach you how to create a compelling story for your brand so you can essentially create better content, get a better return on your marketing dollars, make more sales in your presentation. So I'm going to walk you through pretty much the exact process that we go through with with our clients. Before I dive in, I'm going to tell you two brief stories just to illustrate the importance of story. So pay close attention. This is story number one. So over 40 million Americans are affected by anxiety and 6 million people in America clinically suffer from generalized anxiety disorder. This disorder causes those people to avoid a lot of life events. It can hold them back not only in their social lives, but also in their careers because they, they practice avoidance. They miss out on whether it's parties, trips, vacations, maybe even asking for that raise or succeeding in their career 
it, it really handicaps their life. And only 43% of these people ever get treated. But if you do suffer from anxiety and do get treated through exposure therapy, 80 to 90% of people have a positive result and can still go on and live productive lives and manage their anxiety better. Okay, so story number two is a, it's a personal story. So about six years ago, I was on my way back from Quebec and I was on a family vacation, was flying back and the plane kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed every about 45 minutes to an hour. Luckily, we found a flight that was going to Chicago, which could get us close to Milwaukee. So we switched flights, luckily got on that plane and I was all the way in the back of the plane, but we were excited to to take off and finally get home. I was with my little sister and the plane takes off and it lands in O'Hare. And at this point, after sitting in an airport for seven, eight hours and taking a three hour flight back, I was ready to get off and get out of there and go home. And the plane lands on the tarmac, except our gate is taken. It's not open. So the plane's just stalled sitting on the tarmac. Five minutes goes by, 10 minutes goes by. It's okay. 15 minutes goes by and I feel this weird stuff start happening in my body. I start shaking. My heart starts pounding through my chest. I'm sweating. I start standing up and sitting down. I start breathing heavily. I'm like, I'm hyperventilating. I'm in the midst of a full-blown panic attack. I called my dad. He tried to calm me down. I couldn't register anything. He was saying I I had a full-blown panic attack on this plane because I wanted to get off the plane, but I I couldn't, I was stuck, I was trapped, and I had a panic attack. Luckily, after about five to 10 minutes of of this, the plane starts moving again, it starts moving towards the gate, my anxiety goes down, it dissipates a little, finally we get off the plane, go through customs, and get out of O'Hare, and and my anxiety's completely gone, completely gone, get an Uber and make it back to Milwaukee. But what I didn't realize after that moment, I'd have to deal with issues that I never had to Deal with before I got anxiety when I was stuck in traffic. The next time I flew on a plane, I was sitting in the airport with tears going down my cheeks, and I had to take a bunch of clonazepam to essentially knock me out so I could get on that plane and get to a new destination. Riding elevators was scary for me. So I had to deal with all these issues that I never dealt with before. And I quickly realized that as I was missing out on a lot of these events because I didn't want to deal with traveling or getting in elevators that I couldn't keep living like that or my life would be severely handicapped. So I went and saw a therapist who gave me a bunch of exposure exercises. I had to ride elevators every day. I had to do breathing exercises, which I thought were weird at the time, but they were very effective. And after a couple of years of doing this, I went on a trip to Arizona and I took my clonazepam to get down there, which is a hardcore anxiety drug. And on the way back, I decided I was going to fly medication free. And going back, I was nervous. The plane stalled again, but I kept doing my exercises. And finally, the plane took off and I made it back to Milwaukee and flew medication-free for the first time in three years since having that panic attack. And what I realized after that, after getting back and posting on Facebook and doing a podcast was so many people reached out to me who had gone through a different situation, but essentially the same situation where they had an event and had to battle anxiety. And I realized everyone's going through something. And also that just because you have anxiety, that doesn't have to be the end of your story. You can get help. And if you put in the work that you can get better and still live a very productive life. 
Okay, so that was story number two, brief story, personal story. So what story was more impactful? What story did you pay better attention to? Which story delivered the message? If I did a decent job at telling the story, it would definitely be story number two. It might have even been really relatable to, to you listening. What story was more important, story number one or story number two? Story number one is way more important. 40 million people or the 6 million people with generalized anxiety disorder is much more important than me, one person, right? And the problem is most companies tell stories like story number one where they're just kind of getting to the surface level and giving you facts and what your company needs to be doing is telling story number two. They were also the exact same story and similar structure as well. So we're going to go into how you can tell stories for your brand, like number two, that invite your audience directly into the story and essentially position you as the company that can help them out. So what, what is a story? A story in its simplest, purest form is just essentially a character overcoming a conflict and achieving a transformation, right? So going back to my anxiety story, I would have been the, the main character. Obviously, I had a conflict and I achieved a transformation. You could go to any movie you watch and there's always a main character that has conflicts that achieves a transformation. I don't care if it's a romantic comedy or just a, a normal comedy even, or if it's an action movie or a drama or a thriller, go back to any movie you watch. That's essentially what it's about. You need to position your brand as the brand that can help the character. The character should be your target audience. How are you helping them overcome their conflicts, their struggles, the pain points that they have in their lives? So I'm gonna dive into the eight part framework we put together, but essentially that's the purest form of story. So why is story important? Story is important because it appeals to our senses and emotions. Listening to a good story lights up the same part of our brain as when we experience pleasure. It elevates three hormones, dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. This is why we can get completely lost in a story. So the average American adult checks their phone 350 times a day, which is crazy. If you're awake for 16 hours, that's essentially, I think, like once every three minutes. But when you're watching a good movie, sometimes you can go hours without checking your phone. And it's really interesting going back to movies, like they totally capture our attention. Some of you have probably cried during a movie. I was watching Top Gun the other day and my heart was racing during that movie. Some of us are laughing and we feel engulfed in these situations that are completely fictional situations that we have no, no vested interest in at all, but we're experiencing emotions like the stories are actually happening to us. So that's why we want to tell stories. Also, people only retain five to 10% of facts. The human mind is 22 times more likely to remember facts if they're part of a story. So if you have good facts or features and benefits within your business or product and you wrap those into a story that are way, way, way more powerful. And with there being so much clutter and so many marketing message bomb messages bombarding your target audience, every day telling good stories is and will continue to be, continue to be more important than ever. So how do you tell a good story? 
Well, the framework, the story mark framework that we have developed has eight parts. And if you want to get a printout of the framework and a video that goes along with it, just go to storymarkstudios.io. I've linked it in the show notes as well. Just click over there and you can download the framework and get a video with, with examples that goes along with it. So I'm going to walk you through each of the eight parts, but if you do want to pause and download and fill this out as you go, just click the link in the show notes. If you're driving, um, download it later, still very useful, but I'm going to walk you through each of these eight parts and then I'll dive into each and how to bring it to life. I will preface this by saying your brand story does not have to go through all eight parts. Remember, if you're going to break it down to three parts, character, conflict, transformation, but it's a good exercise. And I feel like the best stories out there do utilize all eight parts in their content, especially if it's somewhat long form content. But we have some examples in that video where it's like a minute and a half video that goes through all eight parts to a T. This framework also applies directly to most of the best movies as well as brand videos out there. So I might be making some movie references through in this, but you could take the print off or the download and the next time you watch a movie, you could pretty much literally fill in the buckets as the movie goes along. So, okay, the eight part framework. Part number one is a flawed character. Part number two is conflict. Part number three is they have an epiphany. Part number four is they find a partner slash ally. Part number five is that ally gives them a process and a plan. Part number six is a challenge phase. Part number seven is the transformation. And part number eight is protect and perfect. All right. So flawed character, conflict, epiphany, partner, ally, process, planning, challenge, transformation, protect and perfect. Let's go into each of these parts. So Flawed character. Who's the flawed character in your story? This is not you. You're not the main character. A lot of brands position themselves as the main character and just don't get too far past that. They talk about how great they are and that's their marketing and usually people don't give a shit. So in this story, you're the flawed character. It's your target customer. We want to know as much about them as possible and we want to start with them. Who are they? What, what do they want? What's the transformation? Sometimes you could start with the transformation. What's the end result? What's the, what's the conflict in the end result? So what's the transformation they want and what's at stake? The more that's at stake, the better. What happens if they don't work with you? What happens if they don't use your product? What does their life look like if they don't work with you? And if they do work with you, definitely think of that. So flawed character, it's, some, it's, it's your target audience they want something, they want a transformation and what's at stake if they do not transform, what's riding on it. Part number two is the character runs into a conflict. These are the problems and obstacles that they face in their daily lives that you can help alleviate. All right, so with businesses that we work with, it's they may be overwhelmed with the current marketplace. They may be burning a bunch of money on Facebook ads. They may be putting, they may get sales pitches, but they're not converting any of those pitches into customers. Those are, those are conflicts that our customers deal with. So think about what conflicts that do, do your customers deal with? If it's a weight loss client, what are, what are the problems that they they're going to deal with. We work with a construction company and a lot of 
the problems that their clients deal with have to do with most projects don't come on time or on budget. People aren't very transparent with them. Those are problems that they can really help alleviate. Maybe the end product's great. Those people want peace of mind. They want transparency. They want communication. They want a great end product. So think about what the problems are that your customers face and list them out. The next part is in epiphany. What's that rock bottom moment when they know they need to make a change? A lot of people don't make changes in life until they hit rock bottom. Like some people have to have a heart attack before they make a big health change. Hopefully you don't have to go that far. Sometimes someone drank way too much and did something stupid and that was a rock bottom moment for them to clean up their act and and get sober. Maybe a business was really struggling to get customers and they realized, hey, we really need to change our our marketing and our messaging. What was that? What's a, what's a moment that would cause someone to make a change in your business? Okay, the next phase is partner and ally. This is you. This is where we wanna position your brand. You don't need to come in right away on your con- content like a lot of companies do. We wanna start with the target customer and get them engaged in the story right away. So what makes a good partner and ally? Trust, relatability, people like people who are like them. Do they share values? What are your values as a company? Do they align with your customer's values? Um, relatability do you understand your customers needs and then reliable do you have a proven track record have you been there and done it before do you have testimonials those would go into into this bucket do you have past case studies past results why is somebody going to want to work with you they want someone who they can trust and who they know is going to get the job done and someone they like and want to be in the trenches with them to fight this battle. So the process and planning. So if you're a product-based company, the process and planning phase is going to be your product. If you're a service-based company, the process and planning phase is going to be the the process that you walk them through. So going back to the, the weight loss example, if you're a gym or a trainer, this is probably going to be a fitness and nutrition regimen, right? Um, if you're a company like us, our process is basically taking someone through the story work framework, helping them bring those stories to life through, through videos, through their website, through their pitch decks, through podcasting, and then implementing those and distributing those through paid media and through their organic channels to help grow their business. That's the, the process. That's the plan that we give someone and you want to lay this out very clear because people will feel better about working with you they'll feel safer making that call if they know what they're getting into so even putting this on your website in very simple form is always a good thing so after the planning and process we go to the challenge phase so this is the flawed character going going back to the challenge after going through the process or getting the product To me in the anxiety story, the challenge phase was me getting on that flight, coming back to Arizona after I had gone through therapy and went through the work. That would have been the process and planning phase. For our clients, the challenge phase is that next campaign, that next sales pitch after they've gone through our process. If it's a golf coaching program, it's that golfer's next stretch of tournaments after they've gotten the lessons and implemented this new regimen, 
right? So, so think about what's, what's the challenge phase after your client or your customer is equipped with your product. And then the transformation is the next bucket. That's that end result. That's overcoming the problems. That's who they become along the way. This is the future desired state. People buy something. The only reason anyone really buys anything is to get from their current state to their future desired state. Transformation is painting that picture of success. It's that future desired state. And then it's not over there though. There's a perfect and protect phase. And this is how you can continue to support your customers on an ongoing basis. Cause it's not like our marketing clients, they go through our process, they run one campaign and then drop the mic. No, they want to create a business that's built to last and they want to continue retaining their current customers and acquiring new customers. When I walked off that plane after Arizona, I felt a rush of confidence. I felt like a new person, but you know, maybe I stopped doing my work a little more than I should and, and my anxiety came back up a little bit and then I had to, you need to keep putting in the work to maintain it. After you lose the 20 pounds and achieve that transformation, if you don't keep working out and dieting, you're back to where you were before. So how can you help your customers on an ongoing basis after that transformation? Make sure you think of that. So again, that's the framework and you can download that worksheet in the show notes. You can go to storymarkstudios.io. Starts with a flawed character, experience a conflict, have an epiphany, find a partner and ally, which is your company. You give them a process and plan. They go back to their problems equipped with that. That's the challenge phase. Then they experience that transformation, that end result, and then they need to perfect and protect and keep improving on an ongoing basis. So let's talk about how to bring this to life. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but if you do want examples, just go to our website, storymarkstudios.io. So in short form content, email marketing, web copy, TikTok, Instagram reels, you may not have time to go through this whole formula, but remember a story in its simplest form is about a character overcoming a conflict and achieving a transformation. You can do that very quickly. So sometimes when I create content, I'm just pulling from my character conflict and transformation buckets to to shorten it, to simplify it. Sometimes it may just be testimonials that I'm pulling out of the partner and ally bucket to build credibility. Sometimes it's just pulled from the transformation or end result bucket, especially if you're doing a print ad or something like that and you don't have a lot of real estate. It's probably just good to paint success and make an offer. We've done that in Facebook lead ads recently where it's just essentially painting success will acknowledge the problem a little bit in the copy but in the creative it's just really painting success but whether it's on my website my pitch decks brand videos i'm trying to stack as many of these buckets as possible to really engage my target audience again if you want to see examples just go to storymarkstudios.io look at our website read our copy look at work examples you can see examples from different companies and industries we have on there and you'll see a lot of elements coming into play. There's also a free storytelling workshop, which is on that download. You can download the worksheet and get a video with some of the examples. You can find that on our homepage where you'll get, as I said, a copy of that storytelling template, a video you can follow along, and I'll walk you through some examples. Again, just head to storymarkstudios.io. Those resources are all linked in the show notes of this episode, wherever you are listening. So that'll wrap up this solo episode of our framework today, episode one. Thanks again for tuning in. 
to this first episode of Marketing After Hours. If you found it useful, please share with someone else that you know would find this valuable and make sure you're subscribed and write a review wherever you're listening. That really helps us get more ears on this podcast. Marketing After Hours is produced by Storymark Studios. You can access those free resources and learn more about how we can help your brand grow. And we do help a lot of companies go through this framework and bring it to life and then help on an ongoing basis to acquire more customers and grow their business. So we'd be happy to hear from you if you're interested in working with us. Just visit us, storymarkstudios.io.